on breaking into it's Pride Month. Well, it's Pride Month, period. But we're doing it here my way. And I have some guests who are going to help me celebrate. Stay tuned. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives. Breaking into. When I wake up in the morning, I feel music. And it feels so strongly, it gets me out of bed. When I wake up in the morning, I hear melody. It sounds so amazing when I do. When I get out of bed, I want to dance. I have an extra step. I really do. Welcome I to Breaking Into. You're I'm hearing one of my new songs called I Am Living My Truth. <laughs> that is very important. I'm going to talk about that, why it's very important this month especially. I'm your host, James Lott Jr., and it's Breaking Into, of course. I am back. I've been gone a few weeks. <laughs> I'm still alive. I went to the doctor today. Apparently, I'm okay. I'm um, doing fine. So I'm here, and I'm back with you guys. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm happy to celebrate Pride Month. It kicked off June 1st. L.A. just came off of their kind of Pride Week and Weekend. I stayed at home. I was prideful at home. And I have two guests who are part of this series that I found while one night on the Internet. See, something good. <laughs> and, you know, G-rated, or... PG rated to say yeah Ooh. I found it anyway so these two people I'm very happy to have them in my room with me this person I met him at the daytime I mean finally finally I'm so excited we saw each other finally. finally saw each other and I met your online family you did <laughs> and you did me, so you I did, did. Like, online family um, he is the creator producer writer and star he plays Kai Williams on the series that is so good it's called Pride the Series my friend Daryl Anthony hi thank hi. you so much for having me here okay, today now we're here together we're I here. know we're here together this is going to be insane I <laughs> yeah, can't wait yeah, yeah, yeah. and the guy sitting next to him his character has been through a lot yeah. And he writes for you, so I'm like, I mean, I just, I know, I mean, he puts you through a lot of stuff. <laughs> he does. It's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. And he has a, his name is so hard to remember on the series, and is in real life, but it's the same thing. It's Adam Rios. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here. Now you can follow us on iTunes. You can follow us on YouTube. It's Black Hollywood Live breaking into all of my. Two and a half years worth of episodes are on there. So I have all kinds of guests. I mean, I have anybody from Patrice Lovely, who is in the Medea movies, to Shabadu Quinones, to Tony Basil. It's, it's a great... And these people will be on here, too. It's a, it's a great, great series. So go over to iTunes. Go to YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment. Tell me how great and how good I look. Or just talk about how the show is for you and tell me if you like it or not. <laughs> Either one. Do whatever you want. And also, our page is on Breaking Interest on Facebook. So go there. I have more information. I have more stuff about their series on there and what they do. And I guess I need to, <clears throat> my throat all of a sudden, let's do a cheers. A little cheers. Pie, a little cheers. A little yes. It's very hot in L.A. Yes. Very hot yes. in L.A. And I'm like, and we're having a little bit of a drink. It's just water. Mm-hmm. Agua. Yeah. yeah. Agua. With a little flavoring in it. Mm. Right. Before we get in and talk to them, I actually want to start off on a, on a serious note. So there's been a rash of, which has been going on for a long time, but there's been a rash of suicides and people who have mental health issues who are not getting help. I want to tell you, there are organizations out there, if you are LGBTQ, any of that spectrum, a person of color who's having problems with their sexuality or problems with their family, or feel like you do, are not being heard or seen and need help, there are organizations like the Trevor Project, which does a lot of work. I do some work with them. But also, I hear you. I see you. I may not know who you are, but I hear you and I see you. I'm a person who goes to therapy once a week. I totally understand what that means. There's no shame. I see what's going on for you. If you want to send me a, an email or a tweet or a private message, I am an ear and a shoulder. So I just make sure you guys all know that we are here for you. Breaking Into is here for you. I'll make sure I say that. 
Absolutely. I think that that's very important. I mean, Pride the Series as well, we're huge advocates, and, and there's so many mental health issues and people really struggling um, right, right now in our country. We really want to be very mindful of that. Yes. You know, everything that's been happening is very sad. This week happens to be the anniversary of Pulse Orlando. Yes. Um, which is horrific and, you know, completely in a different spectrum. But, you know, we really all need to be there for each other. So we're here for you, too. So tweet us. Yes. And if you're somebody who's a survivor of Orlando Orlando, and that would happen right. there or a family member, because we miss our people sometimes. It's really hard. Or somebody who's afraid to come out because of something like that happened. Yep. Yeah. Talk to one of us. And I, like I said, I will pass it on to the right person. Or you just want to have a shoulder to cry on. I'm exactly. Here. Everyone needs you. somebody to talk to. I feel like we, I always say this, and my followers know this, we're part of the village. And I'm part of this village mentality. And the village looks out for each other. Exactly. Absolutely. It takes a village, people. It does. It took a village to raise me. I'll say, I'll say that. And look how you turned out perfect, <laughs> I think. I don't do edibles at home. Did I, oh wait, did I say that out loud? What? Yes. We got some fun today, but I first want to show a picture uh, that I the first picture. Because like I said, we finally got a chance to meet. And it's us at the daytime Emmy. We look so good. Aw, thank you. That looks so good. My that purple, my purple suit. Photo. You look so cute yourself. Your little outfit. Well, people don't have no idea how hot it was. It was it's so, always oh, hot at the daytime Emmys, and like Ugh. sweat was. It was just bad. It was and I bad. wanted a cocktail like nobody's. <laughs> I was so thirsty. <laughs> and they were, they kept saying, "Do these interviews?" I was like, "The only one I'm gonna do is James Lott because I've been dying to meet him." <laughs> yes. And then I'm going inside because I'm, <laughs> I'm hot. <laughs> I'm it was. It was okay. So, fair folks, it was Pasadena, which is. Kind of northeast of where I live in LA, and it's just, it's all, it was warm. Yeah. It was totally warm. Well, the sun kept coming in and out. It would get cool for a second, and then it was hot again. And it you know, cool black people second. don't like the heat. Yeah, I was a, I was a chocolate puddle up by the end. Like, no. I was. But I was trying to wear my purple suit. I was trying to show to everybody. So. You look so good. Anyway, we worked it out, but we got, we finally got a chance to meet. And also, I wrote this in my notes. <laughs> I just realized something this whole time about you and I that we have in common. Okay. Mind the gap. <laughs> we do have the gap. I, I was, I was, my mother goes, he has a gap like you do. I'm like, oh my God, I've never, I've watched your series. I've talked, I never even thought of it before. It's like a good luck thing. You know, when I was, I was so self-conscious about my gap when I was in high school. Um, you know, going through junior high and high school, yes. people tease you for many different things. And I went and got braces because also my teeth had also set out. So I got these braces and everything and I was terrible because I like to eat. And broke the uh, braces off the back of it, like the perma oh. braces. And so they were like, well, your teeth straightened up, but like, now you're going to have a gap for the rest of your life. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, how that's going to be with acting? And I was actually at the Daytime Emmys last year. And I've been doing GH, of course. And Michelle Stafford yeah. came up to me. My buddy. And she said, your gap is good. Don't ever change that. And I was like, what? And I was like, she's right. I'm never changing it. Plus, yeah, it's too much money. And I ain't got it. you. <laughs> yeah. It is. And like I said, Michelle's my buddy. Everybody knows she's my buddy. Um, my mother has a gap. Mm-hmm. My brother has a gap. And my sister got braces twice. And it's opened back up both times. It's a, I'm back, back, back again. Yeah. <laughs> it's meant to be. I said, God wants you to have a gap. Yes. That is. That's what it was. And I love it. But I, same thing, I was always kind of self-conscious about it at first, but yeah. it's part of me. I think of Madonna. Right. Yeah. David Letterman. Lauren Hutton. I mean, they all have gaps. Michael Strahan, I get to meet Michael Strahan, actually. He has his gap. He does. And, you know, I think that when we're mm-hmm. growing up and, you know, we want to be, especially in the entertainment business yes. where it's the face, where we're showing our faces all the time, it's like, all right, so this always has to be right. Everything else can be, mm-hmm. we can fix that. Yes. But this always got to be right. So the first. We need a little face, too. Right. The first moment <laughs> you see, the first gap, you're like, how is this going to work out? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's really self-conscious. But, you know, 
I ain't got no jobs not handed to me yet because of it, so... Since this is since, 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 since an R-rated, X-rated show, I've gotten some really good use out of my gap. Ooh, I like that. That's all I got to say about that. And that's what I meant by jobs. But yeah, oh, I oh, you're right. Oh, okay. yeah, I was like, about to let you know. <laughs> sip that tea. Sip that tea. Uh, I'm sure more tea will be spilled. Uh, but I want to make sure I say this. I, I, I finally noticed that we have the gap thing in common. Yeah. Just, I mean... You're my, my brother, Gap, Gap brother. We might be. My daddy was a Rolling Stone. So was mine. <laughs> so, who knows? I have found out I had siblings later. But that's another show by itself. Mm, right, that's a difference. <laughs> uh, um, yes. Okay, so, okay. Um, can you show the poster for uh, Pride the series? I want to show this poster. Yeah. So, I want to give a little background, folks, out there that I, what I, and I have them explain what Pride is, but I'm going to say my first background was that, I, as you all know, I'm all about digital series. I've had about seven or eight on the show. And I'm also doing one later, Ladies of the Lake. Uh, I love digital series. To me, they're not the future, they're now. And there's some digital series, and like yours, are brilliantly produced. The cinematography's great. The stories are good. The acting is great. Some people you may know, and wondering where they are, they're in these digital series. Like, it's no joke. They're in all of them. They're sprinkled everywhere. And I was looking around. I literally was late at night one night. I get on the YouTube rabbit hole. I'm looking around or whatever, and I found your series. Wow. That's great. I love that. And then I contacted you. You did. And I had been wanting to contact you for quite some time. And I was like, okay, if I slide into his DMs, <laughs> how is he going to take this? And every time I thought about contact, you was like late at night. So I was like, and if I message him late at night, he's going to be like, okay, what you slide in my DMs for? It goes down to the DMs. It, it does go down to the DMs. So I, was, I finally was like, you know what? Fine. We'll, we'll, we'll end that meeting. And you did. And you were so gracious. And I, and I always say that having people like you in this medium who support what we do, know what we do, understand what we do, and give us this opportunity to give it to a larger audience is so important. And I can't thank you enough thank for you. that. My pleasure. I, it's funny because you're like the 6% person who's like, I wanted to say hi to you, but I'm afraid to say something. I'm like, talk to me. If you're, if you're just talk to me. I'm here. Well, that's because I. Well, I was scared because I was being hoish at three in the morning. Trying to get in, so that's what I'm talking about. Well, that, that's another story too, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but no. So now, tell people who have not watched the series. What is Pride the Series? Well, I mean, I, first of all, that poster. I want to comment. Like when we made that poster, as you guys can probably tell. Um, Kanye West had made a similar yes, poster for yes, you know, yes. and I'm mad at him right now. So you know, <laughs> sorry, but our poster looks so great, and we we really came up with that concept. So I just love that poster. I love the diversity of poster. That's why everybody in there, right? Yeah, and that's what I really loved about it too. It's just you have an entire representation of just kind of anything that you can think of. I think we got a whole buffet of it. Pretty much, you do. You do. Yeah, <laughs> and Adam's in there. I sure am. Not looking like this. But I right, not looking like this. This is Butch Queen right here. <laughs> I'm giving you fish in that photo it's... right there. <laughs> but you, look, you know what, Adam? You're so handsome. Thank you. You really got a great Why smile. Why you tell him that? Aww. I can't help it. I, have a, I got a little crush on him, I think. Oh, now that you may see him in person. I mean, girl, you know. I'm single. <laughs> so that, ready to mingle. <laughs> this is definitely But live in New York. No, thank you. But live in New York, don't you? Yeah. yeah but yeah. we stay on a plane. Yeah, so she, I so literally she, just she, saw you a month ago. Actually, you did. I stay on a plane. I mean, pride is such a such a treasure close to my heart. Um, coming from a small town in East Texas, I had very few people who understood me. Um, you know, I, I had some really great friends, um, you know, Stephanie Lucio, April Moore, Heather Wilbanks, hi guys, shout out. Give um, shout outs, that's right. Who really were there for me, you know, as I was coming out and really learning about who I was. Um, you know, I created the show really wanting to, first of all, not knowing it was going to ever be anywhere. Well, like let's, let's stop there for a second, because 
who just creates your show? Like, where, like, where did that? Were you always like a producer, creator, writer? I mean, what did you, what you? No, like, I mean, mm-hmm. in in elementary, I wrote two things called because I used to be inspired by Sunset Beach. Okay, <laughs> I love Sunset Beach. I love Sunset Beach when they did the tsunami. <laughs> yes, and the earthquake. Yes, so earthquake. I did yes. this play called Shockwave. I don't know where I got that name from. And that's shockwave. Copyright. Sorry, oh, sorry, so Spelling Family. But I, I I wrote those, but they were like little plays, you know, and I never thought about writing a series and then in the college actually I wrote two independent feature films um, oh. horror films called Homecoming oh. um, wow. and, and I did those and those were fun but still it wasn't at something that I wanted to do because I always wanted to act well I wanted to create a LGBT themed type show um, I had never played a gay character before every time I go in for a gay audition oh, yeah. I'm told I'm not gay enough there you go kids what are y'all talking about <laughs> Um, or it's, um, it's either you're not gay enough or you're too gay. Can you turn it down? Right. Or it's just, I mean, because, uh, because I feel like the industry was looking for gay stereotypes at the height of it. They want someone. And, like, listen, they said, I, I remember I went into one audition and they was like, you're not gay enough. And I was like, last night I was. Okay. I don't. I mean, I had any complaints about it. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I see a fan. But no, I, and, um, I went in and I said, you know what? I'm going to write down this idea of something that I want to do. Um, and maybe we can talk to people that can come in and help write it. And maybe yep. we can film something. I think the beginning was going to be like a talk show. Actually, well, yeah. well, originally, yeah, we had, well, because we had gotten to a point where we were like, well, we need to just start creating our own content. Like, How long do you guys know each other? Uh, let's see, six, so 18, <laughs> like 12 years now? Going oh, come on, we're coming on, on, on Mary. But then, well, no, yeah, Still we're single. like commonly on <laughs> But uh, no, we met in 2006 in college, junior college, um, and then moved in together in like 2017, like that next semester. Uh, and then since then, we just lived together, Texas, moved up to New York together. So You uh, from Texas yeah. also? Yeah. Yeah. Love, oh, wow. love by Texas, Rackham Tech. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. Hey, so so you're you're thinking we gotta write our own we gotta write our own we gotta write our own content. So we had sat down and talked about doing a um, like a talk show called like Tex in the City mm-hmm. and Tex in the City that is right. We were That's gonna do that and, and we just couldn't really get an idea of a format of how we want to do okay. it because we know how to view and the talk and everybody does that. Yes. But we were like, how do we want to do this? You know, I mean, I still think it can be an interesting idea. Yeah, no one steal it. I've already copyrighted it. Okay, okay, um, smart. Um, but you know, then I said, you know, what if we do a play? about gay people so I started writing down ideas to do Pride as a play mm-hmm. and I was going to oh. do that because we live in New York City which obviously is very heavily the huge theater capital of the world yes. right. and yes. when I started writing it out it started writing out almost like a film but I was like I can only write 15 minutes of this like cause oh, I, and then okay. I went out I remember running out of my room and said guys we're gonna do a like a web series. Yeah. Back mm-hmm. then now we call them digital series yeah, back, back then it was like series. a web series and I said I want to do this um, we decided, okay, we're going to do this, and I had no idea how budgets or anything worked. Um, <laughs> so I thought, well, we can do at least 12, 13 episodes and get like a couple thousand dollars. Oh, okay, sure. I'm just kind of whatever. But yeah. no, like in the beginning, it was just kind of like, well, you know, we want to create our own content. This is for fun. This is what we want to do. We just want to put a message out there. Uh, and then it kind of just morphed and then slowly turned into this and then it was like oh well we actually have the option of doing this and it's like all right well let's go yeah. down this road yeah and so it, it just seriously was like a snowball effect and then i love that happened. i love when you start something here. and the path lays itself out for you exactly it's kind of what happened it just kind of melded and yeah yeah just yeah and i mean big beautiful creature <laughs> I, I mean obviously i take you know obviously i am the creator of the show yeah. but i really give 
like credit to Adam to uh, Braden Bradley and to Ashley Mitchell who Braden was our roommate at the time he okay. also stars in the show mm-hmm. for helping me come to where this show did the additional idea, initial idea of it. Um, we created it, um, you know, coming up with different things and whatnot. And they were like, you know, we got we got to film this. We got to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the show has continued. You know, Teresa Kelton's on board, and she's came in with a heavy creative voice that's really amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, Whitney Hoyer was producing with us as well. And you've been and, out since 2014, right? Right. Yeah. Well, that was the first season that okay. came out. Look at you doing your homework. Yeah, Ain't yeah. my first time at the rodeo. Yes. <laughs> Uh, 2014 was the first season, and as you know, with digital series, um, budgets and getting funding and financing can be really, really yes. difficult. Yeah. Um, so we came back, you know, when I brought Teresa on board, she was like, all right, let's do it. And I was like, what? So, yeah. I mean, I she love came, a doer. I love it. Teresa's a beast. Yeah. Let me tell you, that girl can produce with her eyes closed and hands tied behind mm-hmm. her back. Yeah. And she came in and she produced one hell of a second season to do these three episodes, uh, really focusing back on the characters how I wanted to. Um, was just wonderful. So I, I and I created the show again for people who didn't have a voice or people who didn't feel they didn't have a chance to have their their you know a lot of people move to New York and L A and they say well we're just gonna hit the payment and audition mm-hmm. people create your own content well do get more and more now so, make yeah. it, make it happen for yourself because if you sit back and you wait for that one call or that one time you walk in the audition room it might be a while so and there's so many actors. Directors, cinematographers out there who are in Hollywood, New York, just want just work to do. On exactly. Side. Yeah, there's so many people who are willing to just do work. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they may be a little like bougie and you may have to pay them a little time. <laughs> but but, but you know, they're, they're there. They're there. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's always going to be something. Everybody's waiting for work. something. So, like, there are people that are waiting for stuff. Exactly. And even people who mm-hmm. aren't technically waiting for stuff that are currently on TV oh, shows, those people say, you know what? You know, know like, well, not even that, that, but they like, I've been waiting, I've been playing the same role oh. for 20 mm-hmm. years. Yes. And hey, if I can come to you for a weekend and film a scene or two and play a character that's completely different than what I played all these years right. i'm down i'm in we have eileen kristen on your show. we do have eileen I love kristen. Her, and we she gets to do something different yeah. she's always been very zany oh uh, uh, yes and and wacky Delia and roxy i mean yeah she was totally <laughs> Delia and roxy are quite a mess I and know. they should definitely bring Delia back <laughs> um well first of all screw that they should just bring one life to live back and we wouldn't have to worry about this that won't happen no well it won't you know, crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened, but I, I don't get anybody's hopes up. They're not bringing back all my children in life to live. That's not going to happen. Yeah. It's, ABC just doesn't care. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> they, just, they just don't. And and it's, it's a huge <laughs> it's loss, like, you know. It's, it is. It's, it's not only a huge loss to the genre, but it's a huge loss to viewers who really needed something like that. We said something at the top of the you know hour about people needing someone to talk to for mm-hmm. a lot of people soaps was that outlet mm-hmm. you know they would go in and they would watch soaps to have this escapism from reality I mean that's why we watch television shows mm-hmm. to right. for the next hour we're going to be lost in this it doesn't matter if it's a soap RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. you know it's like I want to escape the world right now for just mm-hmm. a minute escape my life for a minute and I'm just going to watch my stories whatever that story may be you know I mean because I know a lot of people who I know, I know a lot of ex when I have to live people and all my children people a lot of them are my friends some of them have work on other shows mm-hmm. some don't um, and I, I felt bad they went off the air, and I felt bad that Prospect Park couldn't pull together either, and online either. Yeah, yeah. it was a very much. It was a very much um, when it came out, it was ahead of its time a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, they just had a lot of mishaps, and I, you know, let me sip some more tea. I I was there for that. You know, here's mm-hmm. what I will say I about this that. in a positive mm-hmm. light. Yes. Um, 
the actors worked their ass. Well, I'm saying, you know, Dice and, Dice, not the actors. So, no, yeah. and, I mean, and and the product, the team. Yes. Who who was writing? You know, uh, Sonia Blandrado, who's also a mm-hmm. consulting producer on our show. She was doing an amazing job directing mm-hmm. over there. You know, uh, Jen Pepperman was great over yeah, there. Ginger Smith yeah. was amazing, and everyone put their best foot forward. I think what it was is. You had a break in between the shows. Mm-hmm. And when you have a break and then you have a time's up of like, all right, well, if you don't produce something in the next three weeks, the rights are going to go away. Right. And at that time, and as you say still, ABC didn't care. And so Prospect Park was like, okay, we have a chance to do something. Let's mm-hmm. try. Mm-hmm. But then when you, like Adam was saying, you get people in, certain actors, you have to pay something. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it does get to a situation of like, how are we going to do this? And a lot of people was like, all right, how are we going to do All My Children without Susan Lucci? Yes. How, how are we going to do that? And it's like, how are we going to do One Life to Live without certain actors? Um, One second. Oh. I'm like the... Yes. Okay, there you go. Oh, I was bouncing. I was like, uh, sorry. Um, so, I mean, it, it's tough, but you know what? I don't say I know anything, but I would say don't give up hope about something. I live in Los Angeles. I know a few things, too. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> if it happens, I'll be very happy. No, if it happens, I'll be very happy. If it happens, I would be, or some hybrid of the two or whatever, I'd be very happy. That might be a great idea. I've always been suggesting either a hybrid of the two a 30-minute version of each? Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, how do you feel about how GH has been weaving in some of those people? I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I could get in trouble by saying this, but I, I and I'm going to do it, because why not? We're here. <laughs> this is Black Hollywood Live. Yes. <laughs> I, no, I, I do love it. I think that, first of all, Frank Valentin is a genius. I love him, not just because he's my boss, but but I say he's that... He's been good to you. He's been so, so good. So be careful. He's, be good he's, to you. he's my boss. He's amazing. <laughs> I think, I think what, what the struggle is, is I think when you bring characters from other soap, soaps, it's really hard to write for them in the same vein. That's you know, true I, I loved when Hillary B. Smith came over as Nora. To me, it didn't really seem like Nora, but it was Nora. You know, and, and well, they mentioned Erica Kane the other, the other week. They did. They, they mentioned, mentioned her. They mentioned her, <laughs> um, and, and they do those, and those little Easter eggs kind of all, always yeah. really feel That's good. That's fine. Um, you know, sometimes when they, when um, Alex Devane came over, mm-hmm. she didn't seem like Alex yeah, to me, right. but she was Alex, you know, I, and I think it can be really difficult, but I give writers all kind of props, and that's why I want to leave on that conversation, because those writers had to take on a task of like, okay, we may not have invented this character or wrote for this character in their initial creation, but we're going to do our damnedest to have it facilitate this particular story. So I think that Frank Valentini cares about the genre, and I think that he's going to continue to bring those characters over yeah, yeah. because he cares about the fans. And I know, I know <laughs> fans out there be sending some tweets, uh, they be hating, they be saying some things, uh, but the man literally kept General Hospital in the air. So I keep trying to say to people, he, and they scream he, at me. Mm-hmm. You you can say what you want, yes. but the man kept the show in the air because well, it was about to go just the same as all my children. Hello, life. folks. That's not even a joke. Uh, that's truth. And I don't try to say it too. I say, and I understand if you don't like certain storylines, it's fine. Yeah, you have rights not to like them. Mm-hmm. You don't want to watch it and stop watching it. But to <laughs> keep hating on it and depend, demanding it for his head off of his head and all that stuff, I'm like he's keeping it on the air. So. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. do you want the show to go away? Do you want... And and also, you know, and I said this to you last week in our other chat, I want the fans and people to know that when an actor, a character dies off or an actor leaves or something happens, don't always go after the network or the show because you don't know yep. what's going on behind the scenes. Yep, right. yep. Not every actor who does any form of television wants to play that same role for so long. Yep. So fans right. get... And, and love fans that get impassioned. I'm a very impassioned fan. Right, but, okay. right. you know, recently... Um, when Ryan Pavey 
was killed off. My buddy, off. Ryan. He, yes. People, he's such a nice guy. Yeah, but nice people guy. went in. They literally were like, how could they do this? Frank should be fired. Nathan Varney, everyone at ABC, him and Maxie were so great. And it's like, Ryan went to go do other work. Yeah. He's like, on Hallmark Channel right now, folks. He I'm is. Like, and Mil- Killing Mr. Darcy, which yeah. is so good. It is good. No, it's it's good. good. He's, he's so, and the thing about Ryan, just on a side note, he's a very smart guy. He's really funny. Yeah. I met him and I was like, oh, you're really funny. He's been on my shows and people know that already. Um, but I, I think it's, it, the thing is, and it kind of ties into you guys. I mean, you have a vision. Mm-hmm. This is your vision. Not everybody's going to like it. No. Everybody's going to have an opinion. Right. So how do you, because, I mean, do you map out the seasons? Do you map out a few episodes at a time? How do you, as a writer, how do you do that? Well, it's interesting that you say, like, it being our vision and not many people like it. We struggled with season one, okay. and that's something that I can openly say. Like I, you know, season one we came out with, and a lot of people didn't get the storyline. There's some things that happened. It's, it's a little zany and wacky yes. at certain points, yes. and a lot of people felt like, "Oh, this doesn't this this is cool up until this point, or this is cool, but I don't really get it." We had a right. certain section of the hipsters in Brooklyn, love you guys, who <laughs> loved our show unconditionally, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, we get everything. Like we're like so zen, we get it." But like mainstream people yeah. were like, "We're a little confused." Yeah. So we really your show's very New York. It's, it's very New York. Yeah, and it feels. It. I like it. it feels I mean, like it. but on top of having the LGBT content, our cast is a real. Minority type cast. You know, I love it. It is, yes. And so, that's what I love about the show is that there's always um, some sort of representation. Hopefully, that you can see your, yourself in one of the many characters that we present. Um, you know, Latino, and just any person of color. With your character, I mean, do mm-hmm. you have you done drag in real life, or is it um, just for the show? Just for the well, it, you know, I'm a huge like RuPaul's Drag yeah, Race yeah, fan, yeah. and then. Uh, I go to several drag shows in New York as well, but like I and I want to do it. I guess it's just like I just not done it. But then for the show, we were like, well, let's just do it, and so we did it. And then for the benefit thing uh, show that we did last Pride, I did a number. Oh, you did okay. Uh huh. I was like, well, because it was like, well, we have a, sh- a queen in the show. Why go anywhere else? <laughs> what was that like for you doing a number? I honestly blacked out. It was, it was like nerve-wracking, <laughs> exciting. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was, it was all of the emotions but as, as soon as it was it was done, I like stepped off stage and it was just like... Wow. But it was great. I had a great time. I'm a, you know, performer so I loved being up well, there. What kind of roles do you usually play? Um... Or get? I mean, usually it's like the older, like... Either like a dad or oh, really? he's somebody's daddy. Yeah, <laughs> but you look. I, you but, know, I know I'm way older than you are. But you look. You don't look that old. Okay, well, thanks to me. And I mean, and but that was back in the day. Like that's when I was still like acting on stage and stuff like that. Uh, but mostly, I don't know. I don't. What would you say? I would say more would be? comedic type roles. Yeah, I mean uh, that okay. would be. I'm 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 like a good source of like comedy. I'll throw in a little one liner <laughs> here and there. Or like yeah, for and that's I think for the show I offer some sort of like we offer a lot of the show. I mean, I mean seriously, you have, I mean family stuff. We have right? lots of, we have lots of stuff going on. Of shit. Yeah. Yes, on well, that show. Well, you well you you studied in um, Commedia dell'arte. Yeah, so okay. I'm like a trained actor in that style and like very, you know farcical and stuff like that. Over the top, dramatic and stuff like that. This is really different for us because, I mean, Adam and I doing theater growing up, we've always played more comedy type roles. Mm -hmm. So playing very dramatic, um, very emotional, over the top, sexual. My mama was tight. (laughs) My mama was was 
tight. I'm Ooh. telling you, when I got on that counter, it was a wrap. And mm. then the sound, she was like, what's that? I was like, listen. Nothing. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm from Texas and yes. I'm country, so I said yeah. nothing. Yeah. And she yeah. said, <laughs> and she got even madder because I said nothing. And she thought I meant something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was oh it was not the tea. But up bum Yes. Right. <laughs> All puns intended. Yes. Um, yes. Because I, I was up there day when I was watching something, I was like, yeah, I mean, he got to he gets to write himself some love scenes and kissing scenes, and I usually that, don't have people. For real, I'm always to this day. I think like the other day, I was like, "Can we please give me a love interest? Yes. Give me somebody. Give Adam me somebody, yes. somebody in I just want some big bed. old like muscular man, just like some like security guard or something. He's constantly man. trying to change the story. And listen, I actually don't write for Kai. Believe it or not, oh, oh. I don't. Yeah. I actually have other people come in. So um, Ashley, who's an executive producer on the show, and Teresa, um, and then Whitney for the second season, they actually came in oh, and okay. did a lot of the Kai work. And we also had another writer, Maxwell Martinez. Mm-hmm. Um, I never write for Kai oh. because I don't ever want to be biased. So and and as an and <laughs> as an actor, I always want to be surprised when the material comes to me. So I, I kind of know the outline of where Kai is going to go. But when it comes to me, I'm like, ah! like, <laughs> like, like I, so I, I never write for Kai. Oh. I, I usually oh. only write for Travis. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. And um, I, I write the Harrison and Travis storyline is very, very well, important to me. Um, I, I think another the, one. It's, a, it's all over place. Yeah, I, I think that the racial tensions there, yes. as well as the sexual tensions that we're going to explore, is very important to me. Um, so I really write a lot of that. Um, I'm interested in the Trina storyline. I try to have a little yeah. things there because I've had yes. family members who've had. I, I, I'm glad you guys added that. Was a, that's good to add that in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. good, yeah. like we, we. So for me, those are where I concentrate. But I never know what's going on oh. with Kai. Really, see, something exclusive. I didn't even know that, mm-hmm. folks. Exclusive people. Did I so, know that? So for people out there who think that we create shows just so we can be famous. And write parts for ourselves. Uh uh-uh. uh. Not in this case. Not I was gonna say not in this case. I was gonna say not in this case. I fully would. Okay, okay, I want, <laughs> I'm gonna give me all the love interest. Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'm just the pure blood here. You are. Sure. Um, <laughs> let, okay, let's show the trailer. Yay. This is one of the trailers. We're on to something. But I'm not exactly sure what that is, though. What do you mean? This is script writing 101 gone completely awry. Get that away from me, it creaks. What? I've been sober too damn long. I told you already. I'll smoke the shit till the sun goes down, but I'm not dealing again. Boys! One of you boys want to tell me what in the hell that is doing in my house? I just think it would be helpful to have a second pair of eyes. It blows when someone takes something that you put your whole heart into and they just rip it apart. Have you talked to your mom about this? Yeah, I mean, no. Oh, oh my lands. Oh. <laughs> oh. I mean, really, honey, who, who wants that kind of dangerous lifestyle? I have nothing to say to that man. He is the reason mom left. Son, are you sure your sister wants to see me? Absolutely. <laughs> Trina said she's going to be thrilled to see you. A special shout out to Eleanor and her husband, Robert, for hosting my Thea's surprise birthday party. Travis, you're here. Stay the hell away from me. I went to Kenny and gave all this shit back. I'm out of the business, and I didn't mention y'all. You think Kenny gives a fuck that you gave the weed back? Just going to let him leave like that? Hell no. Nigga just tried to play me, and I don't play. I had no idea that tonight I was going to be given the VIP treatment from the two boys. If at all possible, I would like to work on our relationship. Well, I don't. You and I close this place. Christen it. Okay, so 
You want to bring him here, and now you want to tell me how to act? Go to hell, Kai. Okay. <laughs> that is what it is. <laughs> Where is he? Where is he? I read it? your script. <laughs> really, Lana? You have to get drunk and make a spectacle of yourself? What's wrong, baby? <laughs> I thought you liked a good scene. This is just more fucking material. There you go. So when you look at because some of the stuff is a while back. So when you look at it. What do you what do you see? Kai is trifling. That's what I see. I mean, again, which is why I don't write for him because I wouldn't have him be like that. I mean, he literally he literally told three lies in yeah. all three trailers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I I think that. I see the progression. That's what yeah. I see, yeah. and it makes me so proud. I, I remember season one, and I really do see the growth in the characters. Um, yeah. And I really see some heartfelt scenes um, in that second trailer with Travis and his mom. Mm-hmm. I thought that yeah. that was, you know, that entire scene, Melissa, Disney, Braden, Bradley, they both yeah. killed that scene. So I, I just see, I see like my child growing up. Yes, your That's baby. what I see. And they can find Pride where? Tell people you can find it. You can find season one and two on Amazon Prime. That's right. And season one on Tubi TV. That's right. I love that. Now I want to ask you guys something kind of off. It's still saying talking pride and what pride and all that stuff is. And I want to ask you, you guys, what does being black and Latino and gay kind of mean to you these days? You've been doing this series. You're out there doing your life. What does it kind of mean to you guys these days? Why don't you answer the question first? Uh, well, for me, I just feel like, uh, especially where we are in this climate that we're in, uh, that I need to be as visible as I can. You know, I remember growing up and not necessarily having a whole lot of gay things around me. So I thought for the longest time I was the only person like me. Um, It wasn't until I left and, you know, stuff like that. But I remember just seeing those one or two people that were living their, like, truth and me seeing it was okay. And I was like, okay, well, if they're, they're doing it, so it's okay. This is okay. And so I just think I want to be a better represent or a good representation for the younger people of color, especially Latino, mm-hmm. who may not have uh, access to things like I did or anything like that. So I hope that I'm can be a beacon. I don't want to say that. A that sounds, beacon that of sounds weird. A but a but like, a, like just somebody that they can see and yeah. be like, okay, well he's doing it, so it's okay. I can I can do it too. And I just say, take your time. You know, not everybody's ready to come out at the same time. And, you know, for me, I was, well, I guess I knew back when I was like 12, 13, I'd known I was different the whole time, but it wasn't until then I was like, okay, I like boys. Uh, In that voice. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But then it wasn't until, I guess, college. I think college and then a little after that is when I finally like came out like, to my mother and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, she had known my whole life as well. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's it's different strokes for different folks. Well, you said something that's really it's really important is that you know, first of all, take your time. You'll mm-hmm. come to you're not the only person out there. You may think you are, right? But you really you're not. Trust me, you're not <laughs> uh, at all. You may be the only person you think in your circle, possibly maybe not there either. Depends uh, how you are or not. Um, but it does take time to kind of do that and yeah. find find out what is what exactly are you, so exactly. to speak. Exactly. That still evolves sometimes too. Even after you come out, it still evolves. Yeah. Exactly. What are you? Because that's that's like that's like one stop. There's yeah. other stops. Exactly. To go. It's like I came out and it was like, all right, cool. That's step one. And then it was like, okay, let me keep working on myself. And it wasn't until maybe a couple of years ago that I finally felt comfortable. 
as a like gay Latino man in my own body. Like it took me forever to like love myself and love my body. I'm still working. I'm a work in progress. Yeah, right. But like I feel so much more confident in myself and how I care myself and you know it it takes time. You know, Just but you, you brought a good point too about the whole because there's it's a part of us. You know, black folks have their own kind of history with this. Mm-hmm. Latino folks have their own history with this <clears throat> right. too. A lot of times they're morally conservative most of the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. very churchy. We all kind of mm-hmm. grew up that way. Um, so you say trying to find your way of being being Mexican and gay. What does that mean? I used to, I used to hate the question: Are you this first or that first? Or that like there's no this or that first. Right, it's just yeah. you're finding a way to mix it together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess whatever, whatever that means. Um, I did grow up very religiously. I did my like communion, oh, yeah, I was, I was Catholic, that, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I guess I was lucky. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Mom never gave me shit for it or anything. Okay. And like, I was, I came from a very like loving and supportive Good. family. I'm very, very blessed and lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, you still talk to everybody? So oh yeah, good. like I try and go home as often as I can, and yeah. it's always a big like hee when I go home. Um, so I'm yeah, I was very lucky that. I didn't have to deal with anything like dramatic or anything like that. Uh, but it, you know, I do know other people who have told me like, you know, their parents don't talk to them yeah. anymore. Like they have no communication anymore and stuff like that. I mean, that happens and it's, so sad. it's unfortunate, it is. It is. but luckily we get to choose our family. Yes. And you know, I'm very happy, blessed, so lucky that the family that I've chosen who have accepted me, like I wouldn't be able to, I don't know where I would be without like without Darrell here. Like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. when we first met, I was a little baby gay. Like, Aww. I think I told him I was like, no, I got a girlfriend he back did. home. He was like, <laughs> he was, I literally was driving my old hoopty. That's a car for y'all who don't know, right? And I'm driving, and Adam's in the back seat. I don't know why he was in the back seat. Uber wasn't even around then. But anyway, I'm driving, and I asked him, "Was he gay?" And he was literally like. No, I have a girlfriend. I said, mm-hmm. But you know what? Girlfriend. Like, but, but like Adam right. said. I mean, she was knew, my girlfriend. Right. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, 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 but they yeah. were shopping. <laughs> they were shopping. Right. And, like, and what Adam said is very, very important because everyone, it, it takes time. Um, I know in kindergarten there's a rumor that I was like trying to like kiss little boys. I don't know. But, uh, you know, so I guess I always knew wow. that I was, I was gay. Um, yeah. In the first grade, I... Wore a pink Power Ranger suit under my clothes, oh, funny. Um, and I had Barbie dolls that I took to school. And I always thought, I wonder how my mom's gonna take this. And something just clicked in my mind right now. Oh, tell me. My mom's the one who bought me those things. How else was I going to get? Oh them? yeah, you know, like how else was I going to get right. the pink Power? I was six. You seven don't years think old. about that. Thing. You yeah. don't yeah. think that but... like you 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 struggle and you're like, oh, my parents gonna have a horrible time with this. You know, how am I gonna struggle? So sometimes I put myself through stress of coming out to my mom mm-hmm. that I didn't need to do. Exactly. It, I was like, oh, it took me this long to come out to my mom, but um, who else got me? I mean, she yeah. literally got me the pink Power suit and Barbie doll. I didn't I didn't <laughs> wow. go get it myself. That's and and my mom used to always get me ready for. School, so she knew I had the pink Power Ranger suit on. She had to. Yeah, she, right. So when you when you think about things at that age yes. and you get to the point of now, you're like, your family has always been your biggest supporter, even when you didn't know it. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, your family get upset with you because they ask you, "Are you gay?" And then you lie, and they're and like, "A lie is, is, yes. is worse than just being honest." I mean, for me, being black and gay, it's it's very it's very difficult. Um, I've been blessed. Um, with the people I surround myself with, the confidence that I walk into rooms with, because the black community can be very, very tough. Uh, yes. um, I was just saying the other day, um, 
I used to be very terrified of going to an all black club because you know I can twerk. Yeah, okay. And um, when when I'm when I'm dancing or or do Sorry. or doing anything, I used to twerk years ago. Yes, twerk, twerking is an exercise. Oh, like riding a bike. Once you do it, once you do it, when you're two hundred and some pounds, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do you it anymore. You can twerk. You can I twerk. Know. I know. I can see it. Yeah, <laughs> all in the hips. Um, I, I, but but I know that like. Those things for me yeah. is it, it's very tough because you we, we used to walk. Remember at TJC when we were at junior college, yeah. we there was a, a place where everyone ate lunch at it, uh, the student center. The student center, and every time walking by, we would. I remember we used to text each other and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, you want to walk with me to the student center?" Because we would walk by, and the insults that we would hear from everyone who was in who was black, it was nothing but black wow. and Latinos in Tyler. So everyone who stood outside, who we thought, well, they will like us first because of our color, and then the will come second. I I would have to butch it up, believe it or not. Yeah. When we walk past that, we would have to walk by and not have a certain walk or not have a certain mannerism because we didn't want to hear the insults of being called every name in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it finally got to a point where I was like, okay, I remember walking to the theater one day and this car pulled up beside me and it was like two black guys and they literally said, yo daddy would be ashamed. They yelled it out the window. And I looked back at them and I was like, Okay, like yeah. whatever yeah. you know. I and you know words hurt, and and people say, oh, you know, sticks and stones, and I'm like, yeah, but sometimes, yeah, that hurt. can lead to what's been going on in the world. Yes, today. definitely. You said so. You both said something that that's important to you. When you're a person of color, mm-hmm. a lot of times that is first what people see. Yeah. yeah. And as we all know these days, um, and I had an experience in West Hollywood two years ago at a 7-Eleven oh. with a SWAT team, uh, being black first or being Latino first is what they see. Yeah. Exactly. We have a little different than white gays. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Asian, so you're Asian first. So you're Asian. Get him like on his soapbox. He sat right up. Because <laughs> so it's, I, seriously, it's still right, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I have, I mean, okay, so I got a little into some trouble in a New York uh, gay bar. And basically, to cut a whole long story short, it was basically a the, the white manager said mm-hmm. he did it. Of course. And I mean, I hate to say that, that but of it. course, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was no, there were no questionings. There, there was no like uh, sobriety testing or anything like that. Right. It was just no. He, no, a white man pointed. This is like, like this. we can talk real if we need to. Yeah, yeah. I just felt like yes. I felt like a white man pointed at a brown person, mm-hmm. and it was just like that's a wrap. And so, of course, you know, I got hauled in, la, 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 yeah. la, but I've done my time, I did my, I pay my dues, right. everything's but good. But the whole point but is that happens, because we, happen. we are people, and there's also, folks, they tell you this, there is racism in the gay community. Ooh. There is. I mean, it's... Yeah. You'd be it's, shocked if you think, well, you're, you're gay, so why would you have racism? Oh, it's terrible. Oh, I mean, it's, I'm, when, I worse, first, when we first actually. started going to, like, um, the, I don't want to call it tweet bars, but those type of bars... It, it, the, it, in, it was more clubbish. It was more clubbish. It was more clubby. You have to look a certain way. Yes. And we, most guys in there, put on their muscle shirts to take off their shirts. And that's what I thought was so beautiful about L.A. Pride yesterday. Because there were so many people who were just living in their bodies, being their best self, mm-hmm. being their most honest self. And I thought that that was beautiful. And as we have progressed, we realized that we can't fight within our own community if we're going to have all these other issues. You right. know what I mean? Yes. It's, it's It's really tough. And we go to a gay bar in, in New York City. Um, called Rock Bar. It's you know it's classified itself originally as a bear bar. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's all inclusive because as we've been going there recently, you see more 
all different shapes and sizes and colors of men. And you see a lot of women who end up going there because they're like, this is great. Well, you know, bear, you know, I'm a little older than all of you guys in this Mm -hmm. room. Back in the day, a lot of the bear and leather communities would accept black and Latino folks. Yeah. yeah. If you were part of, I mean, if you fit, you know, if you kind of fit the kind of criteria. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't, sometimes they were fine. If you were with somebody who looked like, who was a bear, they come on in. Right, yeah. Because they knew that they were still a minority in the gay community at the exactly, time. Exactly, right. Because right. you're not uh-huh. having the six-pack abs or you're blonde and blue-eyed or whatever it is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's so interesting that you said about that. It's like, I, I'm not surprised to hear that kind of story. Yeah. And you don't mind women coming there and coming in. Right. Yeah, I mean, we had a... There was a place that wouldn't let one of our women friends... Oh, I've been raised like that. I don't think like that. Yeah, yeah. it was, uh, you know, I don't want to, like, be <laughs> defending of them. It was like a, you know, um, what, what am I trying to say? <laughs> it was a specific kind of night. <laughs> and it was just like uh, and he dragged me there against my it wasn't my free will I did not want to go it wasn't your free will no I didn't want to go I, I, was, I had a hard like, time pretty... believing that Darrell Anthony has no free will right <laughs> I'm pretty sure they drugged me now <laughs> I mean probably probably let's classify the word drug hello this is 2018 people think I'm oh yeah I mean, I mean that you're not like drugged yeah I don't need people thinking yeah, I'm putting stuff in people's drinks I know I can't be doing all that we met something else Right, like took him there, but you pulled him, grabbed pulled him. me, took me to. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I did not grab him by the, you know what though. That's for someone else. Because you guys are, you guys are buddies. Yeah, you guys don't do that. You guys are like sisters or brothers. Yeah, or, yeah. we're like sisters. Depending we don't kai kai. No, <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I hate that so much. I love it. I can talk to you guys forever. It sucks. It goes by I so know, fast. It did go by so fast. Okay, so I have to ask this yeah. question, you guys. It's a question I ask every single guest. So. 120-some people answered this question, or a little more than that, answered this question. I believe in language. I believe language can propel us forward or hold us back. Mm-hmm. First question for each of you. You can decide who answers first. What word in the English language or phrase should we not say anymore? Oh, man. Um... Ricky, right, Ricky, work for it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Come here. Mm. Think be a word or a phrase. Do you think we should just stop saying? You know what word really grinds my gears? Ooh, tell me. Moist. It's just so funny. Some people like more. I love the word moist. People I hate that word. Don't I hear a lot like of it? I don't like the word moist. And I also, and this is just, of course, personal. I don't like the word fag either. Maybe we should get rid of okay. that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Those be. That's that's the switch to the N word. Of course, I get that yeah. a lot on here yeah. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm like, I don't think it should be said. It's it it it's like a painful I don't know a certain pain goes through mm-hmm. my body which is different than when someone says the n word to me because is it really I, well I'm, I'll, I'll say because yeah, Whoopi Goldberg um, talked about oh, it on yes, the View I don't yes. know if y'all know but I do watch the View <laughs> I um, Whoopi Goldberg so yes I, I love her I want her to play my grandma in Pride if you're watching <laughs> if, you're watching, if you're watching Whoopi please Whoopi, play my grandma and girl we'll pay you whatever not much doesn't matter but yeah, do it for um, me Whoopi. do it for me Whoopi um but. You know people's intention behind the word. Yes. And with fag, I just feel like that intention is always really bad. I've never really heard. I know some people in the gay community will call each other. They that. reclaim it. it. A lot of people and a lot well, of our friends. My have, late brother well. would make it comedic at times. He yeah. was gay. He make it comedic. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. Exactly. I, like we do have a friend who says it, but it's always in a way like he's reclaiming it. And I, yeah. I'm making it my own. I'm not. I'm not trying to be like degrading. However. And I agree with Darrell as well. Like the word, it just hits my ear wrong. Yes. Even if we are kikiing and yeah, like, yeah. just having a good yeah. time or whatever, but as soon as it comes out, it's like, oh, yeah. girl, like no. I understand that. You know? Okay, but but what is his word? Uh, I mean, I or don't phrase. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
You gotta get on the record. Come on, you gotta get on the record. I know. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I I honestly don't even know. And I know I've probably thought of something today that I was like, "Girl, everybody needs to stop saying that." <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, folks, he's the first one. Get, I know. Get, get one. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. One, no, you're saying person. Somebody got me a word later and he couldn't do it. Really right. Well, I'll think of it in a second, okay. or in, hopefully, and I'll well, tweet it. Well, here I'll text is it to you. the other version. <laughs> okay. What word or phrase should we say more of? <laughs> I'm gonna draw a blank. <laughs> I'm not. Fuck. You like, you like that word? Yes. Okay. I love it. I love that word because so, and I, and the reason why is so many people say not to say it. They, when, when people say the F word, they're like, how could you do that? How could you say the F word? Or then they'll put on Facebook, F star star K. Oh, yes, and yes. I'm like, and I put you on my Facebook, most recently I said, I'm writing fuck full out. You're going to know <laughs> I said it. <laughs> and <laughs> it's going to, I said what I, Nini, I shared what I said. I said what I said. And that's it. And I'm not sorry I said what I said. Yes, wow. I like that. Okay, and you can't think of a phrase or a word. Oh my God, no! Why am I drawing? Anything blank? Anything oh, you, you know what? Oh. I do have one, and oh, okay. I'm probably gonna get some flack for this, but it just annoys the hell. So this is a word you don't I, want. Uh, it's a phrase, but okay. if I hear Miss Vangie oh, one more again, oh I know my God, everyone loves her, and she's gonna win fan favorite. Yada yada yada. Miss <laughs> Vangie. People are saying that a lot right now. I know, you're trying to start you. I feel so much better. I have released that off my chest. Yeah. See, that's what I do here breaking into. He gonna get canceled. I know, don't drag me. I actually have something for you. Oh my god, yes, I have something for you. You know, I want a brain gift, so... We got it? Okay. I've been one of our hugest supporters. I am. So, I'm gonna show you this. So, I wanna give you these two exclusive Pride bracelets. One of them has our Pride website, and this one was exclusive to L.A. Pride on the weekend. Be cinematic. Air Pride the series. Yeah, L.A. Pride. Uh, hashtag just be wow. just be you be proud just be you be proud which is what we've been talking about and yes, as you can see we're wearing exclusive pride shirt know, merchandise made by flannel fly um, mm. thank you so much Randy for the awesome shirt we want to present this to you with clapping yes, yes. <laughs> you see it's so cute I love it we love you and thank you so much. It does have a blunt on there, but it's legal in LA, so make it work. I know. I'm so used to like having to like hide. <laughs> hey, really, what are you doing? I'm gonna put off for our pictures. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes, no, absolutely. I know what you guys know what you guys are doing is to me akin to I remember hearing uh, Michelle Nichols talk about being on Star Trek, it's how mm-hmm. she wanted to leave. And Dr. Martin King Jr. said to her, You have to stay on, you just being there at that at that counter. On TV, the only one black woman on there is making things happen. Right. And so you guys are changing lives. Thank you. So thank, thank you so you. much for being here. And tell people in that camera where they can find you on social media. You can find me at Darrell Anthony on all three aspects of social media for Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Slide into my Snapchat. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Pride the Series. You can find Pride at Pride the Series on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter as well. And you can find me at Adam A. Rios, R-I-O-S, um, on Facebook, Snap, Instagram. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> And yeah, Pride, hashtag Pride the Series, hashtag Embrace Your Pride. Go to Facebook, go to the Breaking Into page, you'll be able to find, there's more about the series, trailers there, clicks, so you can go there and they'll take you to where they are. You can follow me, of course, for all James Lodge Jr. Just sold at James Lodge Jr. on all social media platforms. And today, it's my three-year anniversary for my radio show, the Super Organizer Show with James Lodge Jr. Uh, you can go to iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Speaker.com to hear my two-hour extravaganza. Um, tw- uh, ten guests from my, that came on before were on today, so I'm very excited about that show, and thanks for that. Right. Thank you for watching this show, and I'll see you next week. Bye. 
from executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.